Hey everybody, uh, welcome back. I'm uh, just this is Sean Barry, your host of Hostesses, and I'm uh, just letting everybody get every update on the podcast. Uh, as you may have noticed, I've been off for the last month. Uh, that's because I took a job doing <laughs> uh, what was supposed to be a public relations gig, and then it turned out to be a pyramid scheme. I'm sure that'll come up in a future podcast. I'm going to dedicate all to it because it's a very funny story. Uh, but that distracted me. I'm no longer doing that job, so the good news is the podcast will be back in better than ever. Uh, yep, I'm going to, this week, uh, as, a, uh, as you're hearing it, this week in general, I'm going to be recording a whole bunch, getting a whole bunch of new ones out there. Uh, obviously, I'm looking to keep growing, so, you know, if you guys want to share this, I'm going to try and get back to the regularly scheduled every Tuesday, 8 a.m. Uh, podcast will be released. Uh, anything else otherwise? If you want to be on the podcast, you know, somebody who you think would be great, or stuff you want me to talk about, you know, send me a DM on Instagram, you know, BigBerry63 or the BigBerry Podcast on Instagram. Uh, other than that, uh, enjoy this week's episode. I believe it was with Harry Vaness. It was recorded a little bit a while ago. I think I actually talked about the job in there. Uh, I think it's a pretty fun episode. Uh, other than that, everybody, have a good evening. Have a, pl- uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm too lazy to edit this at this point. So, enjoy. <laughs> And welcome to the Big Berry Podcast. My name is Sean Berry. I'm the host of the show that's not a show. It's a topical conversation amongst friends, comedians, actors, artists, musicians, whatever, what have you, until my untimely death by you, my loyal fans, because I missed my Tuesday deadline this week for the first time in almost 35 weeks. So that's uh, wow. hard, hard, hard to believe. But you know, I'm back. I'm uh, re I'm restructuring how I do the podcast. I'm going to be able to pump all these out quicker and more officially to all of you. And I hope you all enjoy listening and keep on the ride of doing this. But that's enough uh, little local work here. Uh, I'm joined today by a previous guest, although this is his first official booking on the podcast. Uh, he's a stand-up comedian. And towel boy at a local gym. And towel boy at his local gym. Welcome, Harry Van Ness. How Harry. you doing, Sean? Good to you, man. How you been? I've been pretty good, man. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. How is the levity mic? We're, uh... Oh, it's love it. It's just a great ball-breaking mic. And sometimes that's what you need. You need to have your balls broken a couple times a week. That's not at work. I agree with that. Sometimes you just want to go. Like, yeah, sometimes you can't get paid to like have your balls broken. You just have to pay five dollars once a week to do it. Well, that's the thing about comedy, and that's why I think like some people are just attracted to it. Is it's just so just the life, you know? Like it it's just just guys hanging out, being dudes, making each other laugh. Yes. It's honestly, you can't think of a better profession to make it in. Best excuse to say racial slurs. Well, in your case, sure, but yes, I'm, not me. I did find. Well, <laughs> I'm not gonna say the joke I was just thinking of, so I can't. Yes. It requires a lot of context, but we're not talking about uh, racial yeah. slurs. We're going to talk about joke writing process and a little bit of how Harry got into comedy. Yes, we are. People on this podcast are probably tired of hearing about how I got into it, but, uh, you know, you know like, uh, we met, I want to say, like, August? Yeah, it was, like, August. We were actually, like, doing the Draft Vice podcast, yeah, like, we, together. We doing, Shout uh, out to Walter. Walter Debtish's football episode. One of the least listened to episodes, because my uh, fans of my podcast don't like sports. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, but he, Harry was on it, we met. Uh, you know, we've been uh, I've been seeing him pretty regularly ever since. Yep, doing yeah. a lot of same mics, a lot of mics, a lot of. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just mics, exactly. We see each other in the scene and whatnot. Uh, how you're a little bit younger than me, right? I think I'm a tw- I just turned 24 like a couple months ago, like oh, okay. New Year's Eve actually. I don't know why, but I thought you were like 20. That's yeah. I was like, I look like that. Like the only thing that makes people not think I'm 17 is the receding hairline. That that would do it. It yeah. like evens out. 
It does even out. I feel that. Yeah, I'm not like young enough, en- like young enough to still have acne, but like old enough to have a receding hairline. Yeah, one of the worst possible position to be in. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's cool though. And uh, how how long have you been doing stand up for now? Um, let's see. I officially started like the day before my I want to say the day before my twentieth birthday. But I haven't been, but I've only been doing it regularly for like the past year or so. Okay, yeah. So you're still relatively new to this. Yes, yeah. yes. Well, technically so am I. I don't mm. know why. I yeah. Ever speak with any sort of authority on that? You know. No, I got you. Um. Yeah. No. Like, dude. Like, it's it's weird. Like, it was my. I'm my. I'm about you, but right now my life's just so in. Flux, like it's a good flux because, like, I'm I'm working actively on getting this job, congratulations, uh, which is going to hopefully pay off, and then I'll be able to move into the city quickly, and I can do stand up basically every night. Hell yeah! Now that's that's what I'm doing. I want to do this, like, I want to do this minimum wage job, like I'm doing. It's it's only like two miles away from my house and stuff. Like back when I was doing the insurance gig, I can only do like one 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 mic a week, and I don't want to do that. Like my like, I want to do at least like two or three a week and stuff. I'm able to do that with my job now, but mm-hmm. I know like as soon as I like, I'm gonna move into the city once I'm done with this. That's like, like that's what I'm gonna do because you know I don't drive, and you kind of need to drive around here. And plus, like I want to do what you said, just be able to do it every night. You know? Yeah. I mean, they say everybody says you have to get up like twenty times a week if you want to get good at this. Yeah. And if you live outside of New York City, you can do it maybe three times a week. Yes. And sometimes not even that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't love this levity mic, admittedly. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I like, I like it's. Well, I like the people. I just no. don't like the mic itself because, you know, it's just one of those things where like I, I, I feel like I'm at an impasse when I come here. You yeah. know, where, like I, because I, you know, we had the. Were you there the one night when it was just me and Mel? And we were just shooting the shit, and we were raffling off to some comics, just like our our prompts. Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, I just that was so revealing because like he and I were the only ones who really had like. A lot of just prompts and ideas for jokes. Yeah, uh, you know, like I just I think I'm like I my I just think it's something like, I sometimes feel like I take this more seriously than other people, which is silly to say I take comedy seriously. Yeah, it's the least serious thing. But again, you you got you know taking it, wanting to do well, good at it, and you know just putting your time into. It. Yeah, I mean it's, it's it's a time and process. Yeah. So yeah, I just come here sometimes. But it's also it's kind of far. I mean it's not that far for me, but like yeah, you're you're just over the bridge, right? No, I live in Peaceville, so I'm over the bridge and up like oh. 30 miles. Oh, shit, never mind. Yeah, no, I mean, if I take the Bear Mountain, it's just over the bridge. No, it makes sense. Yeah. It's, but uh, that's like, that's still a ways away. That's like a good at least 20 minutes away, or like oh, Bear no, Mountain. No, it's, it's, no, it's, no, I'm talking about Bear Mountain. Like, I'm, I'm not talking about Peaks. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 20 minutes yeah. from Bear Mountain, and then it's yeah. 20 minutes from my house from Bear Mountain. <laughs> so, yeah. It's always affordable. But I, I don't mind. This man that. is dedicated. I know, I've been doing this so long now up here in Westchester where it's like, my my local my my homeboy from home is Lucy's Laugh Lounge because that's that's just twenty minutes from my house, and then you know there was so much of the time when I was going to Upper Nyack Grill, Olives, Pearl River, yeah. Kingston, fucking uh, oh the oh my god the one I did in Warwick once yeah like middle of no Jordan Friedrich that was a that was just, just long it's funny just how long ago that seems now it was yeah. like, but it was like actually only like a year and a half ago yeah. not like a freaking uh. Pearl River mic is like where I met like most most of the people I know now. That was I haven't done that. Last time I did that mic was July, but I, like first time I went like was when Walter started doing it, and that just seems like forever ago. And that's like like Sean said, it was only like thirteen months ago for me. Yeah, and it's it's just crazy. It's just like yeah, it just amazing how time flies. Because like there's there used to be so many more bo- just bodies in the scene. Yeah, yeah, like you know, David Namory and I have talked about it. like it was just like a time where like. Everybody used to be around. Like we just had so many more people, and now it's just like it's dwindling. Yeah, it feels like at least upstate here. Mm. 
I don't know. I, yeah. I, I, that's more of a yeah, a little, <laughs> little spiel. A little spiel. I guess I'm just I'm feeling emotional right now. No, I, I got you because you know I could, I could think of, I could think of a few faces that like who were there a lot when I started, but now I rarely ever see them. Yeah, it's one of those things too where it's like some of us are planning on moving now. Oh yeah, Shane's moving. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna fucking miss Shane. Shane's moving. Dave's trying to move. I'm trying to move. Yeah. James Crowley's trying to move. Fucking. Uh, you know, Josh Kincaid trying to move. Eric Foles trying to move. Yeah. Well, where's well? I know Eric Foles. He is like he lives over by like Orange County, so he's trying to move downstate. I hope. Or yeah, he's trying to move into the city. Like, oh, he'd be perfect. Yeah. He'd be perfect for that. Eric's great. Oh, no, he's I mentioned all these people because they're all previous guests of the Big Berry Podcast. Yes, check them out. I gotta get them all back on actually. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, that's crazy. So like, yeah, why don't we talk about our just joke writing process? Oh hell yeah. Because you know, you said you like busting balls, and I find that so. I love it. When I when I watch you, like that's so much more. You, you're very formal with your stand-up. Yes. Like, you are very wanted people to be involved with you on the stage. Yeah, I do. Well, uh, it's like my main approach is like, this a little approach I've taken like recently is just like self-deprecating stuff. It's some, it's nothing like mm-hmm. unique. It, like every fucking comic does it. But like way I look at it is think about like what's like, if you saw yourself on the street, you're somebody else. What would I say about this guy? Or like, just think like what, do I think other people think about me and just try write a joke about it. like, mm-hmm. like another thing is like, I look like I look innocent. I look childlike. So, okay, I'll make jokes about me getting molested or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but I think of my strategy if when I'm like going to be in front of a real audience. Yeah. And I always try to start with self-deprecating stuff. Uh, I just find it's the easiest way to get the audience oh, on yeah. your side, you know? Because they may, they may be thinking something along those lines when you're walking up there and mm-hmm. stuff. So. Well, were you in the uh, competition that they ran? Um, uh, the uh, the one they just did? Yeah, the one they just yes, did. Uh, I, yes, I don't know what that was called. The one Mel ran. Yeah. I, yeah how I was how, how did you do that? I, I did pretty good. I didn't make it, did not make it wow. to a second round, but a lot of my, uh, a lot of my coworkers got to see me. They, they loved my shit. I remember, I remember I went up, as I went up there, I did well. And like, I remember Shane was like, Shane was, I remember talking to Shane. He was up after me. He goes, mm-hmm. he goes, yo, I'm kind of nervous. Like, don't be Shane went up there, fucking killed it. Of course he made a second round, made a second round cause Shane's fucking great. Uh, that sounds right. Shane's yeah. a very talented, uh, funny guy. I was just curious. Was, like, was that your first uh, competition? No, I did. Uh, I did. I did the Empire State one, and like, I didn't. I didn't make second round of that either. But like, you know, my family watched me both times, and they were like, "Dude, you were like, oh, yeah." My dad's called me dude. dude. Now my my dad's like, "You were like, you may not have made it a second round, but you were like ten times better than you were last time." Like my joke writing process hasn't really like changed like that much in the mm-hmm. past. Like in the past year, really, ever since I started doing comedy, but just. I feel like I feel like I got much better energy and stage presence, especially in the past month or so. Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, like, yeah, I've, I've I've never seen you improve over those last few months as well. Thank you. At least yeah. just in terms of confidence on stage. I think yeah. it's, it's, it's that's half of it. Yeah, it's just being comfortable while mm-hmm. you're up there. You know, learning to love the bombs. Yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say? But like, what? Yeah, what got you into stand up? Well, you know, I was like, I was like all through like middle school and high school. I was like, I was a class clown and stuff. You know, I was mm-hmm. people not. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like such a loser, just like positively looking back at high school and bragging that I was like not a complete dork in high school or whatever. But I'm just people loved having class with me because I just I just like f- fuck shit, not fuck shit up in class, but just make comments like you. I couldn't get in trouble for, but just entertain the class. Like I did, like for example, I had this one sociology teacher like. Like, like, he was, like, a fucking tool. Everybody 
he hated everybody except me for some reason. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about like interracial marriage or whatever. And he was like asking, he's like, okay, uh, which celebrities uh, have broken the boundaries of interracial marriage? And I raised my hand like uh, Kim Kardashian. She's been with a ton of black guys. And like, <laughs> he did not get the joke. Everybody in the class was dying off. Because, yeah, so yeah. what's her husband's name? I'm like, this guy's guy clueless. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that, man. But yeah, it was, it was funny in high school. I really like, and you know, I was thinking like, you know, other people like I've, I found like pe- like stand-ups I'm like obviously this is ignorant looking back on it like comics I didn't like famous comedians I didn't think were funny I'm like hey, if these losers could do it I bet I'd fucking kill at it <laughs> now like I understand the process and it takes yeah and probably one of the first lessons I learned in comedy is like it's more than just being funny yeah it, it, that, that I think that's a good lesson for most people to be know um yeah that is crazy like uh People do. Everybody sees comics. They see it like on a special or Comedy Central or something, and they don't. They, you know, they don't find it funny. But they don't realize how different it is to be in the room too. Like yeah. Whether or not it translates in, uh, you know, on on the screen is such a. It's a wildly different aspect. Oh hell yeah! I heard uh, Burt Kreischer tell the story once where like he was on the show with Tig Notaro, mm-hmm. and he went up and he was you know Burt Kreischer and he was just, you know very energetic and over yeah. the top, and killed. And then Tig went up and you know Tig's the Basically, I couldn't think of a more opposite person than yeah. Burke Christ than Tig Notaro. And she thought, and he thought she bombed. Cut to when the uh, the video was released, everyone in the comments section said Burke Christ sucked and that Tig Notaro was great. Yeah. Uh, which is just, yeah, it's just funny that different element. But I think the two of them also have very different joke writing of abilities. You know, like Burke Christ is so story based. Yeah. The only thing I've ever heard really Tig Notaro do, I remember I heard like her set like after she was diagnosed with cancer, it was mm-hmm. a f- that was a fucking awesome set. Yeah, Liv is is truly incredible. Because that, I read the story about that too. She, that she wasn't supposed to like record that set. It just happened to be when because her mom had just died, she just broken up with her girlfriend, and she was diagnosed with cancer. And she's like, "Well, I just gotta get up." And I think it was at uh, either the comedy store. Or I think the, it was. Was it the because I know like Louis C.K. was was around. Like I think he was present for that. So my been was it the seller. I guess sworn they was in, in L.A. But okay. you might be right. But and then uh, whoever was the manager was like, "Listen, I'm just going to record your set and see what happens." And then she went on the did an hour, basically brand new shit, shit and wow. killed. And then it became like a legendary stand up set. Yeah. It's truly incredible. Like I think that's just the talent of. Like you were saying, though, that's more so of that element of just being good at this. Yeah. And also, as you mentioned, like I remember, like my first set I ever like I ever recorded was a bringer show set I did about a year and a half ago. It makes me fucking cringe now, but you know that that's that's what doing this shit is about. It was like. Like, just look at the video, it was, it was all right, but it was actually not half bad if you just listen to the recording and stuff. And also, mm. so I feel like sometimes it'd be better just listening to it as opposed to like listening. And sometimes it's you have to like see to, to appreciate the jokes, you know? Yeah, I know. Like, well, that's the I think that's the hardest part. Of a lot of people is listening back or watching their sets. Yeah. Because you're automatically going to pick it apart more. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. But picking it apart in the right way yeah. is so different. Like, like I, 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 I'm sure you're the same way, but I absolutely hate watching recordings of myself. Yeah, I, that's why I'm much more comfortable with just audio recording because I listen to myself on this fucking podcast at least an hour a week. Yeah. Um, but so, like, yeah, I found that's better. I don't like it. But I'm starting to get more comfortable filming myself so I can get more uh, smart with how I use my body on stage. Yeah. You know, so much. I problem, I this is, a like, one of the earliest feedback I got is I do this thing with my foot mm-hmm. where I'm, like, leaning. Like, it's like my right foot just goes up in the air. And it's from an old football injury where it's just, like, a nervous Nervous tick. tick. And I'm like, I, even, even though I won't feel nervous, like, it's psychologically I'm doing it. And people will, other comics will point it out to me. Like, a yeah. normal audience probably won't notice. 
for the most part. But the, like other comics were like, you guys got to knock that shit out. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Now the one thing about me, it's like been plaguing me like my entire time doing stand. I think I've gotten a little bit better. It's like I always fucking look down like a Mitch Hedberg or something. Like, mm. and like every like every time I get like feedback, it's always look up. Like like I remember my dad was like my dad telling me you need to look up, you need to look up. Like I know yeah. he's right, but it's kind of like not insulting. It's just weird hearing that from him because he's never gotten on stage in his life. But shout out to Shane again. Like like Shane gave like Shane gave me like a really good pep talk about like you know looking up just 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 you know being more confident in your jokes. And I think. That really did help me like the past month or so. I think that's what. Yeah, looking like looking at the audiences goes a long way. Another. And also, that's that's also why I stopped wearing a hat so often. Like I always used to wear a hat, yeah. but like it's harder to connect with the audience when you got the brim in front of your yeah, face. Yeah, you're, so. you're literally putting up a defensive barrier without yeah. realizing it. It's the same like by like people will cover their chest. That's like a that's a human instinct thing mm-hmm. of like that's where all your vital organs are. Yeah. And so we're like, well, like you're like you're literally exposed on stage, so it yes. changes your time. The horrible thing I do because I learned it, it was something you. Like, you don't know what to do with your hand, put it in your back pocket. But I've gotten this bad thing where I put it in my back pocket and I take it out and I put it back and I put it back. Yeah. It's this horrible habit I've developed because I'm just like, ah, fuck. But as opposed to just standing and delivering your jokes properly. I don't know. I've been, I've had a bad, like, three weeks of comedy now that's, like, shaking my confidence a little. So I'm trying to get, build yeah. myself back up no, and I'd... get back to writing again and doing, like, doing better. No, I, I know that. I remember, uh, back in, like, back in July, I did, I was like, I had a really good set at the Times Hotel and then, like, like a couple days after that, like I got a, uh, I got booked for uh, mic'd up and stuff. But like, like pretty much the entire time between that, I was just having consistent bombs. Like I was having like a really stressful time at my job. I wasn't like, that might have had something to do with I start drinking again. That is like, yeah. no, or, no, I think yeah, that's around the time I started drinking. Again. I was just bomb after bomb, and then like, just like a week or two before I before I did that show, I just got on a roll again, and luckily the show went yeah. pretty well. So yeah, I try not to ever be on any sort of substance when I'm on stage. Yeah, no, that's like at so many people's tendencies, they tend to get fucking yeah. wasted when they go on stage. No, it's like it, it's like it was just like I had a, no, I had like a period where like I quit drinking for a little while, and like I started again because you know that mm. was I've got all under control now, but like yeah. the job was just so stressful and stuff, so. Yeah, it's some some mood altering, you know. Yeah, yeah. It really to change, plus it changes your perception of how it's going, mm-hmm. which I think is just that lots think they're way funnier than they actually yeah. are. Oh yeah. Now I remember. Yeah, it's like I it's like I usually have like one beer before I get, but no more than that. Mm. And but like I remember, fuck, I remember one time I uh, I did Walter's mic. I took a I remember it was, I think it was like the first time I I met Quinn. I t- and he gave me a hit out of his pen, which is yeah, probably don't ever take his pen. Yeah, and like I was I was I was, I was I was I was actually doing really well, and I just forgot my shit in the middle of the set so i just spent riffing and then and then like another time uh, it was bef- is like i remember i went to rhino i had no material and was like oh, let me just get baked before the set and it was mm-hmm. like i was like i, I made something re- i just made so- a really stupid comment about the rhino looking like a penis it wasn't funny it was just dumb i think i was actually there for that yeah you yeah were you there i don't know i think i, I don't go to rhino too often anymore because this was this is i think it was probably like october or november so I might, yeah i think it was like one of the last times i was there you might have you might have been there i remember you i think you saying it's a penis I remember it going. Yes, I remember, I, yes, I remember I, it bombing. Yes, and then I was, and then I remember I said something about like, like a racist guy who used to work at my. I yes, just wanted. Yeah. To, oh, I went on on an awkward tangent about like somebody complained about like a racist guy who used to work at my gym who I like who I played paintball with coincidentally, and then like I said, there's no punch like this. Just you're stupid if you're racist and work at paintball place. I just got a standing ovation like I was like I was yeah. fucking Hannah Gatsby or something. Yeah. 
That's funny. Well, like it's it's so weird trying to balancing race when you're new at this. Yeah. Because you know, there's a lot of great race jokes to be told. It was just that like you know learning your process as yeah. like a white guy. Oh yeah, no, like I do like I joke about racism a lot, but it's, but like I'm always make sure like it's the white people and like always punch like that's uh, my yeah, approach. The, punch up, the punchline. Yeah, punch yeah, up, punching up, punching. That. That's something I think that's been co-opted and kind of twisted yeah. a little bit. He's funny is funny, and like sometimes you know yeah. there's like. But you know, I, I do agree with that. You can't just be like, like people like ra- like people get upset about rape jokes and stuff, and yeah. like, 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 like for example, is, is like is making fun of Bill Cosby for raping somebody. Is that the same as making fun of one of his victims? You know, it's not. It that no. When you're making fun of the victims, you're the bad guy. Yeah. Making fun of Cosby, you you're know, the... exactly because comedy is willing to literally hit somebody yeah. with your words. Like Exa- that, yeah. that's the that's the difference. You know? Yeah. And you know, you dance around a, a tight subject, but like you know, rape can't just be the punchline. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's just how I. Mm-hmm. I just think that's just like good tips for people in general, like yeah. understanding what's being made fun of during your jokes. Of course, like like some of my earlier sets, like I used to do a fuck ton of pedophilia jokes, but the punchline was either the guys. <laughs> fucking creepy or that i got i said like i look very molestable yeah. I, I know that 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 sounded wrong but i'm i look i look younger than i am so that's you know yeah no i i agree with that <laughs> no but like yeah it is what, like. there is this thing of people guys who get on stage and they think oh i'm just gonna tell the darkest thing i can think about yeah and like that's funny right and it's not no. though like because people see like, like don't like don't be afraid to be dark but that's it should not be your be all end all you know just yeah, like yeah. you, like Anthony Jeselnik, when he tell his jokes are so tightly written and scripted, like they make sense and they're not just like dark. They're talking about dark things, but they're not yeah. just dark for the sake of darkness. Yeah. Oh, I was like, also, guys, like jokes that aren't that dark, but just make him look like a real asshole. Like I remember, I think, I think it was the last special, the most recent special. Like, do you know which one I'm talking about? Like uh, the opening joke, he's like talking about like his friend's wife. And he goes, uh, he's like, you're, it's like, it's like, my husband uh, called me a bad word and he heard it, it's like, and he, go, and he got from me, he goes, did he call you a bitch? He's like, she's like, no, he goes, did he call you a cunt? No, he goes, well, then he didn't hear it from me. Like, I don't <laughs> think that's like that, he, he looks like a fucking asshole, but I don't yeah. really think that's, it's that like dark. Well, he has a great dark joke, but oh, it's, yeah. it's just like, he has the, my, one of my favorites is, is like, my, my son died. <laughs> Sorry, my son, my son died the same way Eric Clapton's son died. For inspiration, which is just so, oh, so yeah, so good, and like yeah. you know, yeah, obviously that's you know, Eric Clapton's son dying is, from the window is yeah. a horrible thing, but the way he does it is, he's, yeah, he makes a fictitious child there, and yes, and like yes, he's an asshole in that, but he's not making fun of Eric yeah. Clapton necessarily. Yeah. Like I like like my actually my opener tonight, I was I was doing a joke, uh, <laughs> joke about like a, a high school classmate of mine who had passed away a little while ago, and I was talking about like going to a funeral, I was doing like a somber thing, so. And then I'd go, go, going to a funeral for somebody so young is mm-hmm. just a horrible place to promote your upcoming show. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, so the uh, the joke is me just being a straight-up fucking narcissist as, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I guess what, now, let's talk, yeah, let's talk about actual joke writing in general. Yeah. Because, like, there's a lot of people who've, like, kind of analyzed them trying to figure out what how to make things funny, right? Yeah. And, like, like misdirection, I think, is a lot, a lot oh, of things, yeah, like, 100%. comedians think that about. That was... You know that was a good example, yeah. misdirection. But like that, that's what yeah. made me think of it. Misdirection, I think, is key. He's like, you know, I I have a joke where it's like, uh, I just found out next month a uh, girl I had sex with is gonna be in Playboy, mm-hmm. and I'm really proud of it. And then my misdirection is just, uh, she just wrote for it, but I'm still really proud of it. Yeah. That, that's a that's a yeah, hard publication to get into. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's like ah uh, yeah, but like it's a solid. It just is, like it is solid. You're yeah. thinking it's going one way, then it goes the other. It's one of those things the- where I don't have a way of. 
like I don't have a way of folding it into the way I tell jokes on like in front of a real audience yet. But like one day I'll be able to find it, you know. Right, like so that's a good concept. So yeah, why don't you tell me a little bit more of your just joke writing yeah. process? Like how do you come up with your material? Well, a lot of it's from like a lot of it's from you know everyday life. You know, like as you know, it's probably a, mm-hmm. most of my newer shits about my job just because I'm there all the time and it. I meet a lot. Have a lot of interesting encounters over there. So natural, I'm gonna think about yeah. some shit. But also like something I've I've like I've that I've like sort of utilized lately. So think about like an awkward situation. And somehow make it more awkward than like that you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, like I did this other joke tonight about like about seeing like my crush with a crush with a guy with a guy in public and saying like hope he's. But it turns out the guy's a brother. And then yeah. like then a little bit later I talk about oh and then I saw them making out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Like yeah no that's uh yeah it's, I think real life is where a lot of great inspiration comes from. Yeah. But I guess like for me like when I'm writing writing like I I just finding. Just trying to find like the right tone and alley of saying it. I got some good advice from a comedian in San Antonio. His name's Larry Garza. Yeah, he, he was on yours and Peter's podcast. Yeah, he's on a right? Two Mike Sister podcast, uh, Two Mike Minimum. And he gave some great advice that I didn't realize was that. But it's true because it's a great idea for how to write jokes is writing a sketch and then just telling it as a joke. Like, it's because, like, you could be like, because I saw Michael Che do this and it's so good. Yeah. Where he was just talking about his like rejected Saturday Night Live sketches. And one of them was Thor uh, killing an unarmed black kid during the Avengers. Oh, <laughs> and, oh my like, God. That's that a solid cut. That's, I got to hear that. Yeah, it's, it's, I think he's going to put it in the next special. But like it was it was so funny the way he told it. So I'm like, that's something I've been trying to work on more. Yeah, I, I, could, I could definitely see why that one why that wouldn't make it. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, no, not because it's not funny. Just... But because uh, just you the know, way people would react to oh, it. Oh, hell yeah. And I'm sure Marvel would have a thing, a thing or two to say about yeah. it. But like... Yeah, like so I found that I, I've been trying to come up with more insane scenarios to put myself in to like tell like a sketch. Yeah, like I've been writing this thing of like how I've been like trying to annoy cops because I think it's funny. Yeah, as, as a woke person, so like whenever there's a crime scene, I get there and all I do is just chant "Hooray for the firemen!" <laughs> and that, that's all I say is just in front of a yeah, cop. Is, you know, cops have they, it's like they have like a little rivalry. You know, if you yeah, know yeah. Any police, they have a little rivalry going yeah. with whoever. Huzzah local for the three cheers for the firefighters! <laughs> Well, that's that's good because you know yeah. there's nothing. You're not saying anything anti-cop, but it's not again, anti-cop. It's, it's just, just saying pro fire, firefighter. Just being pro firefighter in a situation where firefighters did nothing is very funny yes, to me. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, that's just that's just me. But then I also like a lot of it's just telling the truth for me. Like I, my favorite comedian is Bill Burr. I've said that a hundred times yeah. on this podcast, and I love the way he writes because he writes like everything like an essay. And I don't think he even realizes he does it this way because I think his greatest bit is still the epidemic of gold digging horse. I don't, think I've, I don't think I've ever heard that one. Oh, it's incredible. Because he says, no one's talking about this country, the, what's the, one of the real problems we're having. We're having an epidemic, an epidemic of gold-digging whores. And the way he says that is literally just saying, like, his thesis stated. Like, he's writing a fucking paper. We have an epidemic of gold-digging whores. And then he proceeds to prove it with each paragraph. And he's like, listen, you know, men obviously cheat, men obviously are bad, but no one talks about the women who are just hanging around trying to get the, the great men's money. Yeah. Right. And he's like, this is joke doesn't age well now, but he's like, you know, Kobe Bryant was a great, oh, yeah. is, is a great man. And oh, what he cheated on his wife? Why'd she hang around like a jaded cop trying to get that pension? <laughs> exactly. And then he goes into Schwarzenegger. And he's like, yeah, another Schwarzenegger, another great, great man. Uh, like you know, we have people come out of the wood to fuck him. Like it's it's a great bit that I'm butchering at the moment as my. What's tangling around yeah. the mic, but it's fine. But like, yeah, I just think that style is so. So my my, my basically my ten minutes is, I've lost six. I lost sixty five pounds last year. This is how I did it. 
and I list off A, B, Z, and then I transition that into I'm yeah I'm fat, but I I'm able to fuck like that. Yeah, that's my ten minutes, and it's not amazing, but the way I tell it I think is the way how my joke writing comes about. Yeah. What the fuck? All right, hold on. Just trying. Oh, there we go. God damn, this thing is still wrapped around my leg. All right, we're good. Uh, so yeah, I don't know about you, but I mean, yeah, it's like a, it's like I haven't really done it as much lately, but I've been doing like, it's like I, it's like I used like my like my last real show I did, like I didn't really start talking about my personal life until I started doing this job, I, I which I probably mentioned. You're probably everybody, anybody who knows me and is in the scene is probably sick about sick of hearing about already, but mm-hmm. yeah, but like before that, I used to always do like current events, like I just. I remember I did like I remember around this time last year I wrote a few like good jokes about like you know they had the R. Kelly stuff and the Michael Jackson stuff coming out. I remember in the summertime I was writing I wrote a few like a few good OJ jokes because he the whole Twitter thing, and like and like my like I rarely ever used to talk about my uh, my personal life like but it was just current like I was just thinking like who's okay who's an easy target who's in the news today yeah but like I remember like when I first started coming up I remember I was doing a. I told you this fucking bringer show like like they were like solid like these jokes are they'd probably be solid if I didn't tell too many of them like I did like a whole like minute just about like commercials I see which you know I just watched a bunch of commercials and just wrote fucking jokes about them which would probably be good like one or two a set but like you can't like can't like lean too much like too much on those because it just becomes like boring and repetitive Th- doesn't matter how good the jokes are yeah I, I agree with that I think it's uh I forgot a point I just completely forgot um talk again for a second i think sorry no it's just talking about like how i how i just watch like i watch like just a bunch of commercials and just fucking wrote jokes about that yeah that's what i was trying to say um yeah like finding i find a lot of people are like it's bad my thing with writing about like uh commercials and things everybody can see is that everybody can see them yeah like i there's a streak just last week i went to a bunch of different open mics and everyone had an aaron hernandez joke because the documentary just came out yeah i I fucking had one at rhino the other night yeah, and yeah. It's, and it's one of those things where like some of those jokes are good, and some people have unique twists on it. But I always feel like if you, somebody else can, you can hear an Aaron Hernandez joke there. How are you making yourself stand out from others? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's my big thing. So I'm like, I've, I really, I used to try and write topical. You know what? This happened in the news. Michael Jackson. Uh, you yeah. Know? And I think that's good if you're trying to become like a comedy writer for like a for uh, like a show, but like, like yeah, if you can get on Fallon or something. Mm-hmm. Like, and you just got that quick wit of being able sure. to do what's in the news, but like for me, like for my stand up, anyways, I'm like I want to be I wanted to be able to kind of stand the test of time yeah. a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I got gotcha. you. But as uh, yeah, but as like I just, you just brought something else up, it's like sometimes I just like remember, it's like just remember like something like I, something funny you said like years ago, and sometimes I just try and like work that into. I don't really do as much, but sometimes I like try and do that. Like, mm. fuck, remember I. Like it's it's funny funny to just mention that because remember the podcast we did was like we we're doing like a game like it was like a gaming draft or whatever oh, yeah, and and I remember like this this one kid I was playing Xbox with and he was like and he was this is probably close to ten years ago now but he was like he goes oh I gotta ask my mom something I go oh you're so fucking cool your parents are still alive and <laughs> and I remember I just brought that and I think I I might have said that and I know I said that podcast but I, I might have used that on mic once or twice yeah well I, that's why I like seeing old friends. Who will remind me of stupid shit I've said and done? Yes, because that adds so much to my like layering of just like, I you forget when you're on stage, you're trying to present a story to people like who yeah. you are, and so like the more you actually remember and know about yourself, the better you can get at writing. Oh, hundred percent. 
though is if you know the one thing about riot is like if you're going to talk about your personal life you got to be really self-aware like i've said like think like i said earlier think about what you think other people are saying or thinking about you mm-hmm. and then turn it into a joke exactly because li- like you know life's a joke you got to laugh at it sometimes you sure do if you ain't laughing you're crying yeah and is there any like anything you're like you ever just have like a joke you've been trying to crack like, yeah. like, I, like, I don't know, how do you write? Like, I mean, like, do you sit down and just write? I, I, like, I do, like, I haven't really been doing it as much, but, like, usually, like, usually probably like Friday night, like, Saturday, like, I just sit down and just ru- and just fucking write a new five-minute set just about every week. I know I'm going to have, like, you're going to get a lot of stinkers, but you're also going to get a lot of good jokes out of it, so that's... Yeah, one of the, my earliest writing techniques I used to have is I used to drive around in this car that we're currently sitting in. Yes. I would just drive around and just talk to myself. No radio on, no nothing. And then when I thought of something, I'd pull over and I'd write it down. Nice. And I'd write it down and I'd try to flesh it out. I'm trying to come out with like as much as I can, as quick as I can, just kind of perfect it. Yeah. And then uh, you know, now now I do a lot of train ride writing. So if I train to the city, mm-hmm. that's a solid hour and ten minutes. So you got just a lot of time to yourself. Time to myself. I'm pretty usually pretty quiet car. And I'm like, it's time to just write. You can just think deep in thought. Yeah. Which, yeah, I think a lot of people just don't think anymore. Yep. Um, who would you say, like, who, who, what comics do you want to emulate? Um, I remember when I was, uh, when I remember when I was just first, like, an occasional open micer, like, I love, I love Bill Hicks. I love, you know, Truth to Power and stuff. Mm. Still think he's a great comedian, but, like, I don't really watch, like, a lot of his stuff anymore. Like, guys, like, the comedians I like watching now, like, I know this is gonna sound cliche as fuck, but just the last the last few years of Dave Chappelle's run have just been out fucking standing. You well, know, he is the goat. He is know? the goat. He is. Like, he's the one of the. He's the best living orator and comedian of our time. Yes. Like, like it's just it's just it's just a fact. I think like of the two like comic minds like that are still alive, probably like him and Eddie Murphy. I think are by far the best. I think like Eddie Murphy's like a better like like comedic actor and writer, but Chappelle's yeah. a better well, stand up. Uh, Eddie has a special that's going to come out. I, I'm I cannot and wait. I, I cannot wait because if he can bring like the energy he brought to the last couple projects, yeah. And if he can, I I don't know. How, I just don't. I'm curious of him as a writer because the thing when he had his specials in the '80s, like they're funny. Like he's just that. But they were a lot of the stuff he said you would not be able to say exactly. now. It's a very homophobic, which he spoke about, and like. Mm. And you know, it's like anything at the time. Like it was a different type of homophobia. Where it's not hatred for gay people. It's I always thought it was like literal homophobia, which is like the fear of being gay. Yeah. Which you know is prominent. I'm in, I'm sorry, but that bitty head about Mr. T has me in tears every time. Oh, I it's hate hysterical. It. Like and, you know, like we all know it's you know offensive, but yeah. like that's part of it. Uh, but like yeah, so I'm always like, what is he going to talk about? Because it's one of those things too. Like if you get too rich and too powerful, like you kind of lose problems. You lose and lose so you touch, lose, and so you lose perspective. Mm-hmm. That's why I was thinking, like, Seinfeld, like, his last special, it was good. Like, objectively good. But, like, he's never talked about anything real. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I like I like when comics are real and they're able to really find it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I liked Gary Goldman's last special a lot. Yeah, I've, I was like, I haven't really seen, I haven't seen Goldman's special, but he did a, I was like, I did, like, follow him on Twitter where he was just giving, like, the, that was, that was, uh, he actually, that was perfect timing because, like, 2019 was, like, the first year I was, like, really in it and stuff, and that was when he put, like, tip a day, like, on his, his Twitter. tip a day did help. I think it helped a lot of people with their writing it processes. Did. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, me, I always think when it comes down to it, I'm, like, trying to make this funny. Premise, point of view, punchline. I don't think it, I think it's, is kind of that simple of just finding, like, when, like, you have a chunk a lot of people think you need to have a joke like every 30 seconds. I don't think you need that if you can yeah. really know how to flesh it out and make it interesting. Yeah. You know? Like, sometimes you have to, like, if you if you have a lot of time to eat, sometimes you need a funny story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, that, that in me, like, finding that, finding the, yeah. Like, the because I find, like, I write, 
the problem is I get tired of my jokes. Oh, hundred percent. You just look at your list. And you're like, I don't want to. Yeah. Like if like if I tell them like if I tell them like once or twice like if I tell them like three times and stuff. Even if they go over well, it's like. Like like you know, it was filmed today, so I used some of my better stuff. I was yeah. I did good, but I was just fucking bored up there because I'm like, okay, I need to I need to write some new shit. Mm-hmm. No, a hundred percent. Where it's just like, you know, like you just get like the problem is too. You see the same people too many times, it just gets like. I know like, you. It's like it's like I, I remember for I think it was like Dave Namry's podcast where he says like, or it might have been your podcast. If, or it, was, it, was, it was it was some I think I think it had to do with Davey like he said like some like I can't go to a mic around here where nobody knows me. Yeah, I a yeah. hundred percent that where it's just like, you know, you know I come in and sometimes you're like the cock of the walk and like at least when I'm at Lucy sometimes people are like whoa like oh like like I get like this weird deference and I'm like I'm not that good at this I'm yeah. not I'm objectively I think I'm a fu- I think I'm fine at this I think I'm funny but I'm not like I'm not I'm not wowing any of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no, I got gotcha. you. Like I know, like sometimes I'll hear some comics, and I'm like, I know I'm better than like I I I edit some people's jokes in my head sometimes. See how? Or, yeah, I got gotcha. you. I'm always just like, no, tell it like, tell it like this, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. Like I do, it's for the, I feel that way at Levity Lauer. I hear people's premises, and I'm like, just could, tweak it. No, I, I thought I'm, I could. I'll tell you after. I could think of a specific joke I heard tonight. I think it would. Be, you can tell me, and I'll cut it. Yeah. Okay. Now I remember, like, uh, it was uh, Tom Pachafi. He was talking about, like, mm-hmm. uh, talking. It was like somebody putting a gun to his head and stuff. And it's like, do it. Was, like, is he, the person wanted to either buy him a drink or suck his dick? And he goes, so I bought him a drink. I, go, I thought that would went so much better. He said, and so I swallowed my pride and sucked his dick. I feel like that would bet. I feel like that would have been like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you could do because because you're not expecting him to say, okay, I suck this guy's dick. So. Yeah, I mean, exactly. It's like so much is like. Another time, but yeah, I know exactly. I'm trying to just have a good edit point here. Okay, uh, and we're back. Yes, we're back. <laughs> um, you know, I just I find it so like because I never I always just to comedy starting out don't go to a, don't go to a comedy class because they're kind of rip offs. Yeah, but like the, yeah, like also I know I mentioned do not do bringer shows or fucking scams. Yeah, like bringer shows, like they're all they're they're I think they're a necessary evil a little bit. Because if it's your first time and it, you just it, get thrown to the wolves, like mm-hmm. if you get it from like, and you do get a tape out of it, so like most of the time, and like you know it's gonna be a pretty good tape because people are gonna be laughing. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I've never seen I've seen some bad tapes before. Where it's like, oh, why would you post this? Yeah, um, yeah, it's crazy because people are just like, uh, like you don't like people don't understand like the business of comedy. It's so so strange. You yeah, know? like I had a show and the guy. I thought he was like my friend. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, yeah, man, I want to put you on a show. Like, listen, just bring four people and we're good. And then on the show, I was the only one who brought anybody, and then it canceled the entire thing. Ooh, and tough scene. I, and then I'm like, I got four people I know with, like, right there with me, and I'm starting out. And I'm like, fuck. fuck. And then th- thankfully he made up because I was able to get on another show. It was going to be at Grand Village uh, Comedy Club, and I was able to move right down to the pair. Nice. I actually never performed at Grand Village ever since. I have such a negative taste in my mouth yeah. from that. And I remember, I remember right around the time I got booked. It's like right around the time I was doing, I got booked for the last mic'd up that I did. Mm-hmm. I remember I got like I got a message from some guy. Like he goes, "Yeah, do this. We'll want you on the spot." I goes, I was like, "Okay, this isn't sketch." He goes, "This guy's reach out to me." And then like I go, "Wait, man." He's asking like, "This is a fucking bringer show." So I just told him, "Take me off this." Mm-hmm. No, no. I remember. No, I remember. I called the guy up. Like you probably know know this guy's name. He's like a well known bringer show guy. But oh, yeah. like, yeah, you, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. But uh, as like I called him up, I go, "Listen." I goes, "I don't do bringer shows." He goes, "Okay, Harry." If he goes, "If if you could." 
find somebody to take your spot and like do the uh, and do and, and bring five guests. I'll give you a guest spot. I go, bitch. You either you either think I'm good enough to be booked on a real show or not. Like, yeah. Uh, the worst is when you get like random friend requests. I'm like, hey, I really like your stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, and no. Then, I, then, then they like, if you can just bring six people and be like, dude, what the fuck? I yeah. I remember. Oh God, I was uh, in a, I was in the city. And the guy was just like, "Hey, uh, like he was like very nervous and asking me for some reason. You think it's gonna be okay? I I couldn't film my finger before you. And I'm like, "Is it at Broadway Comedy Club?" And he's like, "How do you know that?" And I'm like, That's, <laughs> "That happens to everybody." Yeah. Like, uh, and I'm like, "Listen, if you can just like bring half, you'll usually be fine." Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's. Crazy. Now, now they had a rule: if you lived in the city, you had to bring ten people. If you lived outside, say <laughs> you had to bring five. Oh fuck that shit! Yeah. Are you kidding me? Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah. Now I remember. Yeah. I remember I uh, was like, I remember I tried to do, I remember I tried to do a, a Gotham, yeah, it was Gotham Bringer show, but it was like, they want like 10 people. This was like before, like I became like more savvy to like the business and stuff, if, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. But, but I remember they wanted like 10 people on a fucking Tuesday night, like, I, <laughs> and I live in fucking Rockland County. Like that's, you're not going to do that. Yeah. No. Unless you like pay homeless people who are going to pay, get two items. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just it's crazy. Like I, the business of comedy can be so shitty at times. Yeah, I don't know. This is, this is what makes Ample like that's why you just used to hear older comics just shitting on. Like once you get established and you're like in the scene, you just hear me just on fucking load, and it's so funny. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess like uh, I'm trying to think of other like things we could talk about when it comes to the joke writing process here. Yeah, I'm draw- drawing a blank. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank here, which yeah. is. Kind of ironic because I'm I'm having writer's block talking about fucking writing. Yeah, no, that, yeah. that always happens. I, like, I guess like uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. We just yeah. need to, we only need to go for like another five minutes. Yeah, let's uh, do f- do some filler here. Uh, b- 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 so, how about those Knicks? Uh, how, no, here's a better question. Uh, that's something else. Like, where where do you like where do you see your career going? Like, what are you some what's like your 2020 goals? Uh, 2020 goals, you know, just get get on more shows. Like I said, I'm trying to move to the city by the end of the year. You know, just just mm-hmm. maybe just maybe maybe do do a bunch of city mics and then maybe hopefully get like featured in, like some of some of the clubs over there. Like I know, like real like I've had people tell me like I'm a good writer and stuff. So mm-hmm. realistically, just do a job there and hopefully maybe just get a TV writing job. But Listen, if if I don't make it in comedy, like worst case scenario is I've had a ton of fun and made a bunch of friends. You know, that's I guess that's a way to look at it. That is, that is a very positive way to yeah. look at. It. Yeah, there's a lot of you do enjoy the bonding experiences. Of yeah, this. hell yeah. Although I always joke, I will step on all my friends to get to the top. <laughs> so hey, maybe that you heard it from this man here. I don't know. It's like I think you think about it, like the more this real job gets in the way and it's going to probably pay me pretty well. But I'm like I always like like I don't I don't ever be the situation where they like. Yeah, you need to stop doing comedy so you can focus full time on this job and focus on your career and become a career like businessman. And I'm like, I don't fucking, I never want to. I'm an artist in my heart. I don't want to. I don't want to live this ordinary life. Yeah, no, of go nine to five this. job, fucking just yeah. suit every day, marry a woman I don't actually love, just to have have, have a couple kids, kids, like buy a house in the suburbs, compl- and just find know, out you, one of your kids actually isn't yours. Yeah, and just dread your life. Because I see some people like that. They just seem so broken. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I just, I like, I like, I like this so much. I don't want to give up. Oh, me neither. But like, yeah, sometimes you just get, you hit these rough spat, you know, patches. Sometimes yeah, you're like, what the fuck? Scott, just you know, you're gonna have rough patches. You just gotta keep, keep plowing through it. Like, eat, like, like it could, it could be like a few bad sets in a row, or if it's like, or if you uh, show jokes aren't landing as like as well as you think they should, you just, just keep, just keep grinding at it. You know, even it's like, even if they don't believe in your jokes, you have to believe in them. Yeah, you need to believe. You need. It's all about a lot. Of it's just finding your voice. You know. Yeah. 
Like we're still young. I my I doubt in five years I'm be telling the same jokes and have the same perspective that I have now. Oh, not at all. Like I've like I've changed so much. Like since I since I, I was twenty, like it's unbelievable. And I'm I'm probably gonna be a lot different at twenty eight than I am now at twenty four. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Well, I think on that note, actually, we could probably start wrapping up. Uh, yes, let's wrap this up. Yeah, but we're getting frozen in my car here. Yes. Uh, Harry, where can people find you? You can find me at Harry Van Ness on Instagram.com. Dot com. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I got to put dot com in you, there. You could just say on Instagram. Yes. Uh, you guys can follow me at BigBerry63 on Instagram. You can follow the podcast at the BigBerry Podcast on Instagram. Uh, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, uh, email uh, thebigberrypodcast at gmail.com. Um, check out my uh, improv show on uh, February 22nd at the, at the Hell's Kitchen UCB Theater. Uh, if you'd like to book me on a show, DM me on Instagram. Also, DM me on Instagram if you'd like to book me on a show. Uh, other than that, everybody have a pleasant evening, afternoon, and good night. <laughs>